What's up, everybody? Welcome in to a long-awaited edition. And the final edition, Ethan, probably. Well, we might have maybe like one more. But in, in the wee final editions of SSPN offseason, Ethan, because we're eight days away from the Spurs' first preseason game, October 9th. I forget who it's against, but I'm pretty sure it's on NBA TV. Um, I'm not sure if Wimbanyama is going to play. I'm not going to try to guess on that. But the point is, Ethan, it is October 1st, and we have basketball this month. It feels good, Jude. It feels good. The weather's about to get cool at the end of this week. Basketball season around the corner. We have some NBA trades for guys that are just NBA fans like we are. Um, So so things are starting to pick up as we get closer to that first preseason game. It's very exciting. Definitely, definitely. When you talk about the weather, man, it's so nice that, like, I can go out, like, at like 11 and I'm not like dying. Yeah. (laughs) It's been, it's been very nice. Like, okay, I can walk my dog at this hour and he's not going to be like super exhausted for five, after five minutes out here. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Not gonna have a stroke. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But Ethan, um, you know, if that were to happen, I would lose him. Right. Mm -hmm. And there, there are some people that the Spurs lost too. Yes. Yes, there and, is. And and those are three names. One we're not even going to mention. It was Ray. Well, I'm mentioning it right now, but we're not really going to dive into depth on it. Uh, and that was Raekwon Gray. He was a 6'7", 260 power forward that they brought in for a couple days on training camp. He honestly, it might have just been like, hey, we need a body in the rotations for a couple days. Uh, who knows what it really was, but he got cut. Um, but then Seth Milner, who we had just signed to a two-way, we thought he was going to fill up that last two-way spot. Um, he was from Toledo. I believe was an undrafted rookie, um, also was released. So that opens up another two-way spot for the Spurs. So I think that's going to be very interesting when you consider like Champagny. And I don't think when we first got Charles Bassey, I don't know if he was on a two-way. I think we just ended up signing him. But the point is with like guys like Champagny and some of the other two-way guys we had last year, of course, Dominic Barlow, um, you know, we saw how the Spurs can use that system to turn guys into rotation players, if you will. So I'm interested to see who that is. And then, of course, the big one, waving Reggie Bullock, uh, which kind of all but confirmed that it seems like Shetty Osman, uh, despite some crazy circumstance where we cut him and Kim Birch makes the team, <laughs> which I don't think is going to happen considering like Shetty's actually been posted and the happy birthday post that the Spurs just did for Kim Birch still isn't a real jersey because he's literally never been in one. <laughs> Um, I think it's safe to say that Kim Birch is going to get cut and Shetty ended up beating out Bullock uh, for that kind of last wing position on the Spurs roster. And when you factor in his defense, his three-point shooting ability, his experience on championship teams, um, and his foreign heritage, perfect Spurs uh, role player in my opinion. Yeah, to me, Chetty kind of embodies Doug McDermott a little bit in that similar play style, but maybe with a little bit better defensive ability. Um, And I think he's also just bigger in general. 6'7", 230. He's someone that could play a small ball for a little bit better than Doug McDermott. I know Doug's played that position prior, but it's always been a weak spot, even though he spaces the floor. Chetty kind of addresses that weakness there. So I'm happy that he's on the squad. I think he'll probably get some meaningful rotational minutes, but... You know, losing Reggie Bullock, I mean, we didn't really lose him because we never really had him, uh, but he was super professional. Uh, he had that one day where he popped off during Summer League tweeting about the Spurs Which young guys. for Wemby. Yeah, literally had like four tweets back to back to back to back. He was like, yeah, these these young guns, they're playing great. Hashtag big vet, you know, love San Antonio, like nothing but a but a pro. So he will go down 
in Spurs lore <laughs> next to guys like Chandler Hutchinson, as you alluded to in a text message to me earlier this week, and Al Farouk Aminu, um, just Spurs legend through and through. Hope nothing but the best for him. Maybe he'll sign with uh, Boston, who now suddenly has depth need in their backcourt off the bench. Shoot, yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to see uh, where Reggie goes because I think he's going to end up going to one of those contenders. One of my other friends, we were texting about that Drew Holiday trade in a group chat today, and Boston was a name he immediately mentioned as well. Um, you know, whoever he goes to, he's going to give them, you know, he's not a potato on defense. Maybe he's yep. not a world beater, uh, but still solid and an elite three-point shooter. He, he can definitely be a backup three, you know, for some championship contending team. Or even Milwaukee, I forget they lose. Right. They lost Grayson Allen in that trade to get Dame, so he, he could provide some much needed depth for them as well. That was the other name my friend mentioned too. Yeah, those are the two now, teams. All the all the NBA fans, they right. The Bucks and the Celtics are in their psyche right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about the Spurs, Ethan. Any any final thoughts, kind of on those roster moves before we move on to the depth chart? Uh, one more to go. I think it's pretty much a consensus between Spurs fans and Twitter that it should be Kem Birch. If it's not, then I don't understand what's going on. Maybe Pop sees something in Kem that we haven't in his limited playtime and practice. Like we don't even have like a like a Kem in the practice facility photo or a media day photo. Like we have literally no evidence that he was on the team aside from a couple games where he was at the end of the bench in a suit. Like that's the only evidence. This is why I, we've been joking about it on the show, and I made it such a big deal because it's weird. Like yeah. we we cut Bullock before we cut him. Like even if we eventually end up cutting him, just the way it went down, like the NBA posted a happy birthday post for him three days ago, which was his birthday, and it was a picture of him in a Raptors warm up because they don't have one of him in a Spurs warm up. Yep. Even though he's been on the team for over half a year and played half a season. literally oh my gosh dude it's so funny and the graphic like i was mentioning how the there's no like number on the jersey the the 92 birch like in the spurs graphic you go look at the happy birthday graphic from the spurs not from the nba it's like you can tell it's like a graphic of his jersey it's not the actual jersey it's in the bottom left corner of that of that uh of the I know I'm saying graphic a lot, but it was like a mini graphic of his jersey to showcase the 92 because it wasn't on his actual jersey because he never took a picture in it. Anyways, um, <laughs> isn't that nuts? Like- it, it is. It's very strange. It is very strange. So I, I'm assuming in the next couple of days we'll see that Woj bomb, Ken Birch, <laughs> bought out or waived yeah, by San Antonio right. Spurs. You know, whatever oh, oh my goodness man but you know other than Kim Birch Ethan the the depth on the Spurs roster uh is looking pretty solid I'm about to bring up a little spreadsheet here for us mm. um with the Spurs depth chart itself here let me make sure that we got everything situated real quick but once you see it, you are going to realize how obvious it becomes that there is one weak link on this team. Um, and that, of course, is my man, Kim Birch. <laughs> trying to... He is the weakness. Not even like we need something. No, it's our weaknesses. We have this guy on the roster still. Oh, my goodness. That's oh hilarious. My goodness. Y'all can see all of like the other SSPN notes there on, on the left side. I was trying to get rid of that, but <laughs> that's that's what we got. Um, but as you can see, Trey Jones, Devontae Graham, Blake Wesley, right? 
Mm-hmm. Makes pretty much m- makes sense there, Ethan. I guess we can just kind of go position by position here. Um, really, overall, looking at that, I mean, there is a lot of conversation about, you know, Jeremy Sohan potentially playing point guard. Um, but we're just going to have to wait and see. We won't have to wait too much longer. It's only eight days. Um, and maybe he ends up being the sixth man or it's Kelvin Johnson. Who knows? Um, but I think this position, if we're just going by the way that we have him here, uh, it seems pretty obvious to me that this is going to be the order um, unless Blake Wesley has taken a jump that we don't know of. Yeah, that's what I'm most excited to see from um, from preseason is Blake Wesley's play because I'm assuming he'll get a lot of meaningful minutes in preseason because usually the starters don't play heavy rotational minutes and it's more so a showcase of the young guys or fringe talent that may or may not be waived. So we'll have to see. He's definitely been in the gym. We've seen the posts. We've seen that he's bulked up a little bit, has added a little more size and strength. So personally, I would love to see him get backup minutes over Devontae because we drafted him in the first round. And, right. You know, it, we, we're not going to win anyway, so might as well throw him into the fire alongside the rest of his his peers. But I definitely understand the need for a Devontae Graham on the roster still, kind of more of a veteran that won't make as many mistakes and, you know, prove to us last year, despite his defensive limitations, that he's still a capable, you know, scorer, shooter, um, and at times playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. And the other flip side of that too, is you're going to have Malachi off the bench as well. So for whatever, I mean, we've talked about this before. Blake is more of a natural scoring guard. I would still say that they're definitely trying to instill, you know, much more playmaking, a much more playmaking base into Blake than Devontae is going to have just because of the way Devontae's career is gone and he's already 28. Um, But at the same time, you know, Malachi Branham having those playmaking skills does make it a little bit easier for you to have Devontae Graham in the game and kind of play him like a two at times. Um, but the other thing, uh, just with this this whole situation, like you said, is, you know, maybe they just decide to throw Blake in the fire and be like, hey, let's just find out. And th- th- I think that Devontae Graham gives you the luxury to do that because he's, a, he's an unselfish player, you know. And that might have kind of been the reasoning of keeping him uh, instead of campaign you know, whenever it came to just like their desires in the league campaigns now in Milwaukee is probably going to be their backup point guard competing yep. for a championship. That's probably what he wanted. You know, Devonte Graham, he's cool with chilling in San Antonio and helping the team in whatever way he can. Um, so that's the good side of this, but you know, you really, I, I agree. And I, I would really like to see, even if it, maybe it's not immediately, but just, you know, throughout the course of the season, maybe he needs, you know, a little bit more time in Austin again, or, or maybe it's just he needs to be, you know, uh, he needs just to have it in, you know, his load. Um, what's the word I'm trying to use here? Just trying to gradually put him into the game. Maybe not, you yeah. know, throw him out there at first. But I would like to see at some point this season Blake Wesley really take hold of that because he was the 25th pick in in the first round. Agreed. Agreed. But we can move on to shooting guards here, Ethan. And just to, to say why I categorized some guys here, obviously Devin Vassell, Malachi Branham, Serge Barry Rice. Uh, but C.D. Sissoko, you know, being a dude who's 6'7", 225 and, and very versatile, uh, the Spurs on their roster, they have him listed as a guard forward. Um, so that was why I put him at the two. Um, and we also saw G League Ignite. Um, and a little bit as well in summer league, you know, the way that they might even play him at the one, you know, he, he is really kind of that modern versatile NBA player. Cause he, with his skills, obviously they're going to be honed, 
And this is very long term, but with his skills and his body type, he has the potential to play one through four and at least guard through one, one through four defensively. And it seems like that's what the Spurs um, are wanting to do with him. Um, So that's why I put him over there. Uh, But just talking about the shooting guards, Ethan, I think this is a very clear uh, and, and, you know, put together position right now. You got Devin and Malachi, and then you got CD and Serge Ibari, who will probably both be in Austin for most of the season. Yeah, this is definitely the most top to bottom strong position in my eyes. Um, Cause Dev Vassell and, and, and Malachi are the clear one and two, you know, starter and backup uh, Malachi, we think is that six man score. All four of these dudes have versatility in different ways. Serge Ibari can play point guard and shooting guard. He's a shooter. He's a little slender right now, but obviously he's still a two way player and, and CD Sissoko. He is to me the most interesting prospect on the team because I really don't know how to use him because he's so yeah. malleable and versatile, like you said, as 6'7". He has guard skills. Um, maybe his ball handling is not where it needs to be right now to play a point guard or a shooting guard, but he has playmaking ability. He has great vision. We saw that in the summer league. We've seen that in his past. Um, so if he can kind of fine-tune some of those skills in Austin, maybe get spot minutes here and there depending on injuries, uh, it'll be interesting to see where he can play because defensively he's – he's kind of already there. Like sure. He gets into foul trouble every once that. in a while, but he can guard one through four. Yeah. Um, like he has that strength, that ability already at 19 years old. Um, so definitely a, a guy to keep your eyes on, especially in the preseason. We'll see kind of where pop likes to play him. You know who it reminds me of when you're talking about him. Now, I don't think it's going to be to this extent, but do you have a guess? Jeremy Bobo, Jeremy, because coming in, having good defense, but having the potential to, you know, grow in kind of all areas. Like even CD's jump shot, it's better than where Jeremy's is coming in, but it's also still a little bit shaky. The ball handling and the playmaking, you see it in flashes, but it's got to get controlled, like you yeah. said. So not saying CD Sissoko is Jeremy Sohan, but there are a lot of similarities that you can get excited about with those two. And that was the whole reason why I kind of just explained why I put him at the two before this, because I think long-term, especially when you look at Devin Vassell and Malachi Branham in front of him, uh, he's going to end up playing a different position. That's why I was kind of explaining why I put him here, but just for the way he'll probably play in Austin. And as you can see with the amount of threes we have, um, I think that that's just kind of where he's going to end up falling this season. And that's where they listed him on the roster. For example, Shetty Osman and Julian Champagny are just listed as forwards. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and speaking of forwards, let's just jump into those guys. I mean, I know we just talked about that last position kind of being real set you know, moving forward, especially when you look at the potential of CD on top of those two guys being there. But when it comes to just depth, this is by far uh, the deepest position on the Spurs roster. Yeah, for sure. And aside from Keldon, he's pretty much set as the starting small forward. We, we've talked at length about how much we think he's undervalued and what he'll bring to the team next season. He looks even leaner, even stronger this season in his media day photos. So high hopes for Keldon. But Doug, Julian, and Chetty, all have very solid arguments for that backup small forward spot. So, you know, training camp and uh, preseason will be very competitive amongst those three guys. Uh, I mean, Doug's been with the team. There's continuity there at him playing that backup small forward position. Obviously, shooting is is paramount. But Julian, at the end of last season and in summer league, really showcased what he's able to do. Uh, confident. You know, a, a very good shooter in his own right, but maybe a higher defensive ceiling. And he's also six foot nine. So a lot to like. Showed a poster. 
And Remember that? Caught a body against Charlotte. Was it Charlotte that he caught mm-hmm. a body? I believe so. Yeah, caught a body in absolute. It just stared him down afterwards. So clearly, he's found his confidence too, and seems to have a good rapport with the rest of the team. And then Chetty, like you said earlier, the, the championship experience, also being six seven, two twenty, um, a three and D guy, he has value as well. Uh, could he takes over some of those backup minutes? Possibly. Could he end up playing backup small ball four? Sure. Like all three of these guys have very solid arguments for getting meaningful minutes at that forward spot. I completely agree. I really just think this was the Spurs like, hey, <laughs> let's just let them battle it out in training yeah. camp. We we like Doug. We know Doug's reliable. But if Champagny, you know, can just continue to unlock something, you know, unlock parts of himself that maybe we didn't you know, know that he has with just how young he is, or maybe Shetty comes in and just picks up the roster real well and is just as good of, good of a shooter as Doug, and then on top of that is better on defense, so you roll with him. I mean, I, and then on top of that, injuries. You never know when those are going to happen too. So that there are just a multitude of things that having these type of guys on your roster uh, benefits you. I think with Doug, we've seen what he's done for the team, you know, over the past couple years. Shetty, like you said, he's already proven that he can be a role player. And then I think Champagny is really, you know, kind of the wild card. He may end up really being the backup forward. I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll have to see. I think they're going to battle it out in training camp. But if he continues to progress, because you could say like Shetty and Doug's ceiling is already met where Champagny's isn't. So yeah. it, it's it's going to be Champagny would be who I would say to kind of just keep an eye on, because if he continues to take jumps, kind of like as you alluded to, that could be somebody who overtakes that position. But then again, you mentioned he's 6'9", so maybe they want to play him in the in the backup four as well, and it ends up you know, being Doug, Doug or Shetty playing the backup three. We'll have to see. But it's all good things for the Spurs, yes. though, Ethan. Yeah, and there is a world, Jude, where we've talked about it, where Malachi's that backup point guard, and maybe you move – you have a, roster, a, a rotation where you have all three of them play in one point. Uh, you know, Julian yeah. can play the two. Doug can play the two. The three, the four. Chetty, same thing. We have a lot of versatility. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, that that's a theme that is also going to tie into the power forwards, Ethan. Uh, obviously, Victor Wembanyama will be he will just be there and that will be his spot and he will be him. Yes, correct. But other than those guys, we have Jeremy Sohan, Sandro Mamukelishvili and Dominic Barlow, who are all versatile guys in their own right. Obviously, Jeremy, a level above Sandro and Dom. Um, but still, those are all guys who can play multiple positions. Yeah, Victor said at that starting four uh, for anybody that was curious about that. That's been announced by the Spurs. That is a fact. He is the starting power forward, which leaves the question, where is Jeremy Sohan? Um, is he moved over to that starting small forward spot and Kelton has to go to the bench? Or is he going to um, pick up his six-man role that he so elegantly um, performed at Baylor University where he won six-man of the year for the Big 12? So a lot of questions there, but I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of versatility here, a lot of skill um, this might be one of the most skilled power forward rooms in the NBA as far as all four of these guys really bring an interesting skill set. Um, very unique, kinda, yeah, like very all of unique. them. All of them. Uh, Jeremy, we've talked about it at length, his, his, his playmaking ability, his defensive prowess is just through the roof already at his age, and he just has a few things offensively that he needs to fine-tune. Sandro, extremely skilled and uh, an incredible playmaker in his own right, kind of similar to CD Sissoko, except I think he may be a little FIBA, bit more of a finished product than CD. I think he CD has a higher ceiling For than sure. Sandro, and obviously just 
athletically is is more gifted than Sandro, but Sandro has definitely, based on his play last year, earned himself meaningful minutes as well. And then Don Barlow, your your favorite man, your favorite <laughs> man in the world, Jude. We saw what he did in the summer league. I mean, and when Victor struggled, who didn't struggle? Dominic Barlow. And if you watched his interview, I don't know what the YouTube link, I don't know what that channel was. Forget what the name a, is too. He did a 30-minute interview. Go just search him up on YouTube. And his confidence and his his focus on this season and actually playing, like he alluded mm-hmm. to like, yeah, he wants to do well in Austin. But I think his focus is like playing in San Antonio and having meaningful time there. And he's a guy that can play four, but also small ball five. So I'd be interested to see what he kind of brings to the table, especially come preseason game one. Absolutely. You know, just to talk about these guys, the the other note on Jeremy that I think we all need to keep in mind, just in regards to him playing the four is Victor's going to, we're going to rest Victor. So when Victor, when Victor rests, it's going to go back to last year's lineup. So that's another thing that we need to keep in mind, at least for this season Um, on Mamu and, and Dom, right. Mamu, I mentioned it when you were talking, I said FIBA. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause you were talking about the CD comparisons and CD has experience playing with the French national team in FIBA with, with Wemby, of course. Um, and you know, all of that experience on top of his experience uh, at Creighton um, or no, excuse me. He was not at Creighton. He was at Seton hall. They're both blue, yeah, same blue college teams. Yeah. Same conference. Um, it, it, all of that experience combined with his international experience makes him a super unique player. Um, and then of course, Dominic, when you you know you listen to that interview, not only him just kind of picking up basketball a little later in life, but then also the overtime elite experience that just made him you know super unique in his own right as well. And mm-hmm. of course, Victor and Jeremy are the if you want to rank number one and two on the team and most unique, they might be tied. I mean, yeah. personality and their play style on the court. Um, it this is a very fun power forward room, Ethan. And and just to talk a little bit about Dom because you were mentioning that he kind of alluded to the fact that it seems like I think the Spurs want him to play a little bit more in Austin the way it was talking. And when you consider that once again, we're going to, we're going to rest Victor like, and then also injuries are going to happen. So they're going to have to use those two way days at some point. And if he can progress like he did in the summer league, you know, he might be able to earn a roster spot long-term and, and, and really it's crazy, Ethan, because if that ends up happening, I mean, that would just be like, I would just have, that would be a W for Brian Wright. That's all I have to say, because you picked him up, you took a risk on him, you know, coming out of overtime elite. And if you can turn him into a rotational player, you know, after two years in a two-way, I think, was it Keita Bates who did that? I think he only had one year yes. in the two-way. Um, but yeah, uh, one year. yeah, so he didn't have two. But the point I'm trying to make is it would be cool if Dom ends up earning a roster spot you know, consistently improving after two years in the G League. Because he said his mentality in Austin is just to dominate. There, there's my annual Dom rant. They're, they're coming back. We're getting close to the season. I like how the first couple of years it was me with Drew Eubanks, and now the past couple of years it's been you <laughs> with Dominic Barlow. Like, we yes. just keep flip-flopping. But uh, I was going to say one more thing, and I can't remember what it was. It was about Dominic Barlow. Oh, yeah, if we do end up inevitably, hopefully, knock on wood, cutting Ken Birch. There may be space for him to be that third string center, unless we bring in another two way guy to be that center spot. But but Dominic Barlow really has both abilities to play four or five. So I'd like to see him in that spot as well. I'm so glad you said that because this goes for him and Mamu. They can yep. both, you know, depending on injuries because they're both six ten, they can both play that backup center position. 
And when you add in, if they're playing next to Wembenyama, that really mitigates any, you know, I mean, not all of it. It's not all fixed because there might still be some physicality things that you'd have to deal with with that front court. But when you add in the 7-4 length of Victor Wembenyama next to those guys, it really alleviates a lot of the struggles of maybe being a little undersized centers. 1,000%. 1,000%. So lots of versatility there as well, Ethan. And that gets us to the final position, which is probably the least versatile position on the team. But that's okay because center is historically the least versatile position in the league, and that's just their job. Um, and Zach, you know, we, we know Zach's very skilled. But still, he's he's a five. He's not really going to be guarding guys on the perimeter. So Zach and Charles, I'm I'm excited to see it. You know, we saw Zach's um, improvement last year that we've talked about. Uh, you know, at length. You know, in all of our previews coming up this season. And honestly, the the closer we've got to the season, this is just because you know I've kind of just like I expect what I expect from Zach. Like he's kind of like earned my trust to an extent. I'm yeah. really excited to see Charles. Because the little glimpses that we got to see last season, you know, it, it was kind of like a tease when he got that injury. And he brings, you know, a physicality and energy and a juice to that bench unit. That's exactly what you want on a bench unit. Yeah, his season, Charles Bassey's season last year, kind of is mirrored with Devin Vassell's season last year. They both had really solid um, like half a season stretches where they would come in and play very well for us in their own roles. And you mentioned it, the strength, the the versatility, not the versatility, the uh, aggression, physicality. Yes, thank you. Physicality from Charles Bassey. That's something that's not measured on the stat sheet. But what is, is his ability to get rebounds and extra possessions and hustle plays for the Spurs. So I'm excited to have him back for a full season at that backup center spot where he can play full time. Um, under Zach and really along with Zach be kind of an enforcer for Victor Wembanyama. my thoughts exactly Ethan yeah I mean I mean these are two big bodied guys that love to battle down low they're not going to let anybody pick on Victor Wembanyama. yeah as you were talking that was exactly my I, I didn't even really I should have thought of it but I'm like man I'm now I'm excited to see Charles play next to Wembanyama. yeah with the physicality that he brings um yeah man I'm I'm just super excited especially when you factor in uh, that, you know, Charles immigrated from Nigeria to San Antonio and that kind of became his home over here. And yeah. now he's kind of finding his career here. That's it's just a it was a perfect storm for the Spurs just farming the Delaware Bluecoats. Dude, we've been doing that. In fact, <laughs> like Charles Bassey, Sandro Mamakelishvili and Julian Champagny are just these guys that were thrown out into the mm-hmm. garden that the Spurs picked up and gave meaningful minutes to and have become rotational players. Like these are yes. like schlobs. These guys have meaningful play time and impactful play time at their respective positions. So shout out to the front office for, mm-hmm. for seeing that and taking advantage of it. Facts. Facts. So there's two more things, Ethan, that I want to talk about before we wrap up. The first thing is now that we've gone through everybody on the roster, there's one man remaining here at the very end mm. that we've already talked about. Yes. But I, I mean, I don't really know <laughs> even lead into this like you guys see it you see it right in front of us with us if we do not cut Kim Birch that will just be crazy the one thing I will say that I haven't said yet that I found out recently is he's from Montreal which isn't a French speaking part of Canada yeah, yeah. so I, I'm pretty convinced he's gonna get cut but if for some reason he doesn't that is that's the only explanation <laughs> yeah I mean the there's other- no way 
No, he has to. When you look at this, there's no way. Yeah, he has to. But maybe that's why we cut Bullock before him. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's just like literally everybody else has either played for us it. or has a definitive need. And the only right. need Ken Birch addresses is like, oh, we need a third center on the team. But I don't even think we do because we've no. discussed Sandro and Dominic are more than capable of playing center at times. Like there's there's no reason to keep him on the roster. Like respect to him. Hopefully right. he has a, a good career moving forward with <laughs> but, another team. But no, he's the guy that has to go. I completely agree, Ethan. And, and that was my first thing. But my second thing, and this is honestly the thing that matters the most, is who is that next two-way spot? going to be and obviously we don't know who names are going to be but we were talking about how you know what the Spurs did with Charles Bassey and Julian Champagny and with the cutting of Seth Milner um, I think Brian Wright's thought process from that was hey let's keep this open so we can maybe try to find somebody like we did last year Um, and so like I said obviously we're not going to know like the names of necessarily those people so that's not what I'm asking for but positionally what do you think the Spurs would benefit from the most in their last two-way contract? I'm torn, but I'm going to go with a true seven-foot center. Like just some very raw young prospect that can have that third spot when we do eventually cut Ken Birch and just completely, you know, just in case we need some height because Zach is 6'11", Charles Bassey is 6'10", 6'11". <laughs> So maybe an additional seven-footer that can also be a physical presence. What if I told you the Spurs recently signed Charles Bediaco to a training camp deal? Really? Was mm-hmm. he seven-footer? Remember from him from Summer League? Uh, 6'11", at least. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's that's somebody to keep an eye on. I, that's just, you know, who maybe not, but he's somebody who's played on our Summer League team. And I think if we cut Ken Birch, that would probably be where we'd want it. And it does kind of suck because like we were talking about, I'd, I'd want Dom to play that. But honestly, even in that scenario, Dom would play those minutes anyway because he's more experienced. For sure. You know what I mean? Even if we had Betty Ako on the two-way and we'll see you know that might not be the case but just because he was on the summer league team and then we re-signed him again for training camp Mm. after the cuts specifically I think that's a that's a name to keep an eye on Ethan and I think you're right on the money there with the center position I you know you never know with the Spurs because they're just going to go get the best guy available yeah Um, but I think that regardless of if it's Betty Ako or not I'm with you on, on the center position I think that's just the safe thing to do yeah, the only one that's even plausible is point guard, like a true, true point guard. I agree. Guard. That would be my second option also. Yeah, but since we do have those three guys and Blake is technically like going back and forth and we have Serge Barry Rice, like that's what gives the center spot yeah. to me a slight boost there. That's facts. That's facts. Because technically you've got a guard and then you've got a forward. You yeah. Know? So if you have three, you might as well get that center. Yeah, agreed. But that will wrap up our roster moves and depth chart preview, Ethan. It was so nice to have stuff to like actually talk about. Yeah, (laughs) change of pace. I like that. Oh my gosh. Well, we're eight days away from the season. We hope you guys are just as hype as we are. And if you enjoyed today's content, don't forget to hit that like button and that subscribe button below. And if you want to stay updated with the show, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at SSPNYT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. We'll see y'all later.